Hello, people of Earth and Spotify and Anchor podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's Midday Movie Madness. As always, a big shout out to all the dedicated medical workers out there. Happy birthday today to Jessica McDonald, actress Isla Fisher, that's Sasha Baron Cohen's wife, the late Beau Biden, actor Nathan Lane, and actor Warwick Davis. Today it happens to be the debut date for Netflix's 2017 show, The Santa Clarita Diary, Diet, 1993's tear-jerking Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, 2017's The Space Between Us, and the 2012 films Chronicle and the Women in Black. Today also marks the date in 1986 when Pixar Animation Studios was founded. Yesterday was Groundhog Day. Grr, six more weeks of winter, stupid Groundhog. And it was also the relaunch of 90.7 WKKL's one-year mark. Tomorrow, February 4th, isn't just the start of the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, which I um, incorrectly stated was today, a week ago. Oops, my bad. But it's also the birthdays of the late civil rights leader Rosa Parks, Hunter Biden, the late playwright Jonathan Larson, who wrote Rent and Tick, Tick, Boom. February 4th saw the debut of 2015's The Room, 1994's Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and Elton John's 1974 song Candle the Wind. Dad to be Darren Kreiss, Andrea Sherman, Henry Golding, and the late baseball player Hank Aaron blow out birthday candles February 5th. That day also marks 69 years since the, that famous flying eternally young Peter Pan, Wendy, Michael, and John Darling, The Lost Boys, Tinkerbell, Tiger Lily, Mr. Smee, The Crocodile, and of course Peter Pan's scheming one-handed codfish foe, Captain Hook flew from the page to the big screen with 1953's animated Peter Pan. February 5th also saw the debuts of 1964's Sunday in the Park in New York and the 2010 films Crazy Heart, An Education, and A Single Man. Samuel Citron, Ashton Kutcher, Charles Diff- Dickens, singer Garth Brooks, and Laura Ingalls Wilder all have birthdays on February 7th. That day was also when 1974's comedic Blazing Saddles, Elton John's 1972 Tiny Dancer, Dante's Peak in 1997, 2020's Birds of Prey, and the 2014 films The Lego Movie and Vampire Academy all debuted. Welcome to this week's Weekly Weekend Warrior. Another weekend, another easy number one spot claim for Spider-Man No Way Home. Snagging first place for the sixth time in its seven-week run, the massive record-breaking blockbuster kept cruising along as the number one movie in North America with an $11 million haul. With no major new releases during an otherwise dull January weekend, hailed by harsh winter whiteout conditions here in the Northeast, the top five spots on the domestic chart, and thus the top three, remain unchanged. Spidey's domestic box office haul now stands at $735.9 million 
bad guys, baddies, which kept it in fourth place on the list of the highest grossing domestic releases of all time. But he now seems to be within striking distance of the current third place holder, 2009's Avatar, which made $760.5 million. As for the two top spot, currently held by, Aven- by 2019's Avengers Endgame with 858.4 million finger snaps and 2015 Star Wars Episode 7 The Force Awakens at 936.7 million space bucks. Those two records seem to be safe from the spider. Still, pushing past Avatar would be an enormous achievement for a film released during the pandemic. Or really, any time. Peter Parker and friends store past the $1 billion mark. And that's not without even playing the world's biggest movie-going market, China. Its culminative box office is now $1.74 billion. In the runner-up spot, again, was Paramount Screen, which fronted up a little over 7.4 million victims in its third frame. The R-rated requel total domestic haul after three weeks, it's $62.1 million, well surpassing not only its $25 million budget, but also the $38.2 million that the previous entry, 2011's Scream 4, made during its entire domestic haul. The latest in the mega fright flick saga has racked up $44 million Point one million overseas, putting its worldwide total haul at 106.2 million body count. And exciting news that will make horror fans well scream with delight. BloodyDisgusting.com reported a few hours ago, after pulling in over $100 million worldwide in theaters, this year's brand new Scream movie is getting a sequel, with Scream 6 officially ordered up by Paramount and Spyglass. Production is already set to kick off this summer, we've learned, with Radio Silence's Matt Benatelli, Oakland, and Tyler Gillette returning to direct the franchise's next installment. James Vanderbilt and Guy Buswick are also back to write the script. No plot details are available at this time, and without spoiling anything about this year's movie, there are still plenty of characters alive to do battle with the next ghost face. In third place, yet again, was Universal Sing 2 with $4.8 million. The film, which has been one of the season's biggest box office surprises, has collected $134.5 million to date stateside. With 133.4 million overseas, this brings its six-week global haul to 269, 267.9 million tunes. It's the highest-grossing animated movie of the pandemic era so far. Now, before I get into the new releases, I have a bunch of news. Deadline.com announced earlier this afternoon, following the massive success of Spider-Man No Way Home, Sony is looking to expand on its universe of Marvel characters as sources tell Deadline that Dakota Johnson is in talks to star in the studio's Madam Web movie. S.J. Clarkson is on board to direct the pick. 
In the comic, Madam Web is depicted as an elderly woman with myasthenia gravis and thus was connected to a life support system that looked like a spider web. Due to her age and medical condition, Madam Web never actively fought any villains. For that reason, sources have stressed it's possible the project could turn into something else. Insiders say due to her psychic sensory powers, she's essentially Sony's version of Doctor Strange. Big news, Judy Bloom fan. After decades resisting a film version, her first adult novel, the celebrated 1970 book, Are You There, God, It's Margaret, is coming to the big screen. Slashfilm.com stated February 1st, per deadline, Are You There, God, It's Margaret, arrives early this fall on September 16th, 2022. Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, stars Abby Ryder Forston as Margaret a sixth-grade girl going through puberty and searching the universe for answers to life's biggest and smallest questions. Rachel McAdams stars as her mom, Barbara, with Benny Sadfi as Margaret's dad, and Kathy Bates as her grandmother. The story follows Margaret after a big move from the city to the suburbs as she navigates the typical troubles of growing up, first crushes, braing a bra, school anxiety, and more. Plus, with parents who are Christian and Jewish, she finds herself on a quest to discover her religious identity. In addition to this release date, Lionsgate has also announced a few more shifts in its schedule. The Wonder spinoff, White Bird, A Wonder Story, has been pushed from September to October 14th. Much more dramatically, the exorcist flick, The Devil's Life, has been shifted from February to October 28th for a Halloween release. Warner Bros. new musical... New adaptation of The Color Purple is getting a star-studded cast. The HollywoodReporter.com declared February 1st, Taraji P. Henson has joined Corey Hawkins and her in The Color Purple, Warner Brothers' film adaptation of the novel. Blitz Bazuwil, the filmmaker behind the Beyonce-fronted Blackest King, is directed the fresh take on the Broadway musical which was an adaptation of the Pulitzer Prize-winning 1982 novel by Alice Walker, and on which the Oscar-nominated Steven Spielberg-directed 1985 movie is based. The story centers on a woman named Cecile Harris and tracks her lifelong struggles as an African-American woman living in the South during the early 1900s. Henson will play Shug Avery, a blues singer who has a reputation for being a loose woman in the town which the story takes place. Her is playing Squeak, who in the musical goes from a juke joint waitress to an aspiring singer. On the subject of adaptation, believe it or not, Peter S. Beagle's cherished 1968 fantasy novel, The Last Unicorn, is getting both a live-action remake film and a musical play starring songwriter and singer Fergie. Comicbook.com announced the news January 31st, stating the report from the, comes from the FAQ page on the Beagleverse website via CBR, and the few details are, de- are available. Beagleverse is a recently formed production company founded by Lawrence Sands and Michael Hurd in partnership with Beagle. The only information on this live-action adaptation and stage musical is that both of their works – Stage Musical with Fergie, 
live-action adaptation produced by Beagleverse. There's been no other official confirmations or announcement about the project, about either project. The Playbill reported in 2014 that Fergie, would, along with then-husband Josh Duhamel, was working on an adaptation. If you recall the book about a unicorn who believes she's the last of her kind and undertakes a quest to, under, to discover what happened to the others, it was made into a 1982 animated film with the voices of Alan Arkin, Jeff Bridges, Christopher Lee, Angela Lansbury, and Mia Farrell. While it wasn't a huge hit when it was released, it's become a cult classic in the years since its release. The website also stated the story has had two has also had two previous Steve's adaptations, one presented by the Intamin Playhouse in Seattle in partnership with the Pacific Northwest Ballet in 1988. Beagle wrote the script for that adaptation. The second stage adaptation was in 2009 and was presented in Chicago by Promethean Theater Ensemble. The surprise smash hits Encanto and hit song, We Don't Talk About Bruno, has beaten a record that even Frozen's Let It Go never achieved. Variety.com stated Monday, it's become the first song from a Disney movie to reach number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart since A Whole New World from Aladdin did in 1993. It joins the Encanto album itself as a chart topper as the animated film soundtrack remains atop the Billboard Top 200 chart for the third time in the last four weeks. Some other stats Billboard points out. Bruno, solely penned by Lin-Manuel Miranda, becomes the first Hot 100 chart topper to been written by a solo writer in more than four years. Ed Sheeran's perfect having been the last. It's the first time a Miranda tune has topped the chart, and it's only the second time a, Di- a Disney song has reached the top since A Whole New World was the first ever one to do it previously. Most unusual of all, it hit this, th- this milestone with close to zero airplay. The question remains, will the song or another Encanto song make it into the best original song category for next month's Oscars? The world will find out next Tuesday morning. The nominees for the British equivalent of the Oscars, the BAFTAs, were announced this morning. Duking it out for best film are Don't Look Up, Belfast, Dune, Liquor's Pizza, and The Power of the Dog. Will Smith got his very first ever BAFTA nomination for playing Richard Williams, the father and manager of tennis superstars Serena and Venus Williams in King Richards. Other nominees include West Side Story, Luca, Leonardo DiCaprio, Amelia Jones for Coda, Lady Gaga, Encanto, Cruella, Passing, among others. But please were not, fans were not pleased to learn Spencer, Tick, Tick, Boom, The Tragedy of Macbeth, Denzel Washington's, were snubbed. Ouch. Speaking of surprises, People.com announced February 1st, Shia LaBeouf and Mia Goth are going to be parents. Goth is pregnant, expecting her first baby with LaBeouf.
On Jan 28th, Goth was photographed bearing her baby bump while running errands in Pasadena, California. Goth and LaBeouf were married in 2016, but in 2018, a referee actor confirmed the pair had officially had decided to officially part ways. However, the pair who have split multiple times since meeting in 2012 sparked reconciliation rumors when LaBeouf was spotted wearing a wedding band in April 2020, while Goth was seen wearing both a diamond ring and a wedding band. Making an impact in theaters nationwide tomorrow, February 4th, is director Roland Emmerich's latest sci-fi disaster film, Moonfall, starring Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, John Bradley, Charlie Plummer, Donald Sutherland, and Michael Pena. In the film, an unknown f- force knocks the, knocks the moon from its orbit, putting it on a direct collision course with the Earth. With mere weeks before impact and the world on the brink of annihilation, former astronaut and NASA executive Joe Fowler is convinced she has the key to saving us. But only one astronaut from her past, Brian Harper, and the conspiracy theorist Casey Houseman, believe her. These unlikely heroes will mount an impossible final mission into space, leaving everyone they love behind on Earth. But in the process, they learn there's more to the moon than meets its eye. Did you know that Josh Gad was first cast as Casey Hausman, but he had to drop out of the film due to scheduling conflicts? Also, coming to theaters nationwide tomorrow is the long-delayed final jackass film, final jackass comedy, Jackass Forever, starring Johnny Knoxville, Spike Jones. Chris Pontes, Jeff Tremaine, Jason Weeman, Akerna, and many others. After 12 years, the original Jackass crew returns for a final round of hilarious, absolutely absurd, and dangerous displays of comedy, with more than the occasional perfectly aimed shot at one of the guy's ding-dongs. With a little help from some exciting new victims or friends. Did you know Star Stiovo has said he's shocked that they're even making this movie at all for various reasons, including Van Margara not returning due to all his personal issues, Ryan Dune's car crash death in 2011, and the fact that they're all too, really too old to continue to still be performing this stunts anymore. Docking in theaters on February 11th, 2022, is the mystery thriller Death on the Nile, starring Kenneth Brown, who also produced and directed it, Tom Bateman, Annette Banning, Russell Brown, Don French, Army Hammer, Rosie Leslie, Emma Mackey, Sophie... Okinoto, Jennifer Saunders, and Letitia Wright. Adapted from Agatha Christie's 1937 book of the same name, Belgian sleuth Hercule Poirot is getting his long-overdue sequel after solving 2017's murder on the Orient Express. He gets invited to join a cruise with a newly married rich socialite 
and her husband and their established guests on the glamorous river steamer, the SS Karnak. But the peace and quiet soon becomes deadly when the couple's idyllic honeymoon cruise gets tragically cut short <laughs> and someone ends up dead. Poirot is entrusted by the vital task of identifying which of the passengers is the killer before they strike again. Speaking of Gal, this film has been delayed countless times. Originally meant for 2019, filming got delayed so it was bumped to 2020. Then it got bumped around like a ping pong ball countless times to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic until being set for fall 2021. On April 3rd, 2021, it was announced to be delayed yet again to February this year due to the Army Hammer accusations. And speaking of Gal Gadot, she is a new co-star for her upcoming international spy thriller, Heart of Stone. Slashfilm.com reported yesterday that Belfast star Jamie Dornan will join her in the Netflix film. Other than Peaky Blinders, Tom Harper at the helm of the Netflix film no thing is really known about the plot. Speaking of Netflix, earlier today, they unleashed a sizzle reel featuring footage from some of their 85-plus 2022 original films. TheRap.com stated, said this afternoon, standout titles include Sean Levy's time-traveling tale, The Atom Project, with a cast led by Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Gardner, and Joey Sa- Zoe Saldana, as well as a new adaptation of Jane Austen's Persuasion, starring Dakota Johnson and Henry Golding. Regina King will embody trailblazing politician Shirley Chisholm in a biopic titled Shirley. Stop motion and horror maestros Henry Selleck and Jordan Peele are teaming up for the animated pick Wendell and Wilde. The Gray Men stars both Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans in a CIA spy global manhunt film alongside Anna de Armas. Speaking of whom, Armas's long-awaited Marilyn Monroe film Blonde is also confirmed for a 2022 release. Several titles are adapted from books of the same name or similar names, such as Against the Ice, Along for the Ride, Blonde, Brazen, Enola Holmes 2, The Good Nurse, the Gray Man, Ivy and Bean, Lady Chattery's Lover, Luckiest Girl Alive, Munich, The Edge of War, My Father's Dragon, The Noel Dra- Diary, Operation Mincemeat, The Pale Blue Eyes, Purple Hearts, Rescued by Ruby, The School for Good and Evil, Spaceman, We Have a Ghost, The Weekend Away, White Noise, All Quiet on the Western Front, Black Crab, The Seven Deadly Sins, Grudge of Edinburgh, Part 1, Through My Window. Speaking of Netflix, out on the streamer on February 9th is the animated satirical fantasy comedy Disenchantment Part 4, starring the voices of Abby Jacobson, Eric Andre, Nate Nadfaxon, and John DiMaggio. Rebellious and alcoholic Princess Tia Beanie of Dreamland, her misfit friends, Elfo, her half-elf companion, and her destructive personal demon, Lucy, return in the next installment. When we last left the trio, 
Bean had been crowned Queen of Dreamland after Father Zog is deemed too crazy and unfit to be king and was sent away for treatment. Right after her coronation, she had to deal with a massive ogre attack on Dreamland who wanted Elfo for blinding their prince. Elfo sacrifices himself much to Bean's horror to the ogres, who take him away instead of killing him in retaliation for blinding their prince. Bean's power-hungry mother, Dagmar, arrived in a secret elevator and takes Bean. And Lucy tried to save her, but is decapitated by the elevator door and ends up in heaven. Meanwhile, Dagmar takes Bean to hell to marry a mysterious man. What will happen next? Finally, on DVD this week is the supernatural comedy Ghostbusters Afterlife. This November 19th film starred the talents of Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace, Paul Rudd, Bill Murray, Annie Potts, Sigourney Weaver, Ernie Hudson, and Dan Aykroyd, and caught over 196 million ghosts worldwide. 32 years after the events of Ghostbusters 2, a single mother and her two kids are forced to move are forced to move to a dilapidated farmhouse in Somerville, Oklahoma, left to them by the kids' late grandfather, where a series of unexplained earthquakes are happening. Despite not being on any fault, the kids discover their grandfather's connection to the original Ghostbusters and the legacy he left behind. When supernatural phenomenon occur, the kids, along with their friends, must solve the decades-old mystery of their grandfather and use the Ghostbusters equipment and become their successors to save the world. Did you know that Egon is actually the only ghost in the franchise who's ever left for the afterlife peacefully? And many of Egon Spangler's who was played by the late Harold Ramis, who passed in 2014, favorite snack make a reappearance in the film, such as Crunch, the Twinkie, and Cheese of Crackers. This also happens to be the very first Ghostbusters film to take place outside New York City. That's all for this week, folks. Join me next week, same bad time and same bad place as Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez sizzle up movie screens with a rom-com just in time for Valentine's Day. Encanto and King Richard arrive on DVD and much more. So until we meet again, my minions, remember to stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, and watch lots of movies, either in theaters if you can get to them safely in your area, on one of the multiple streaming platforms out there, or on good old-fashioned DVDs. Bye.